0: Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports, who are your daily dose of quick and handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. How was your weekend, Andy? Did you watch the final and third day of draft coverage? I actually walked into a bar and saw it on. I was surprised they were still going.
1: Yeah, it's the third. The third is rough, especially since
0: there's no real
1: bets on it. I did have a bet that took until day three, though. Not the punter that everyone knew, but the other punter, Stout, I had an under 188 and a half, I believe, for his draft position. <laughs> so it's just like I'm like, I can't sit and watch every I had too much stuff to do in real life. And obviously like watching that isn't great content either. So I'm just like, you know what? Every couple hours I'll just kind of check in. And and see, and then he ended up going, I think, in the 140s. So it's, it was more of an OCD thing for me, like the completism of I had my tracker with all my picks for the draft. And it just stunk that I didn't have that one that I could fill out yet. So I just more, more even if I lost it, I just really wanted to have that pick, you know rated and it ended up being a winner so that was nice to end start on a winner end on a winner and yes Lipscomb, we are rich after the weekend it was a it was a good draft for like uh, basically everyone The first was, 10 uh, picks were first 10 picks were just yeah chef's kiss it was uh, a lot of fun winning and now we move on like uh, i talked to somebody this morning about this drew and i usually begin our season nfl previews july 4th weekend like right after that that's two months man we're right on the precipice of being football again. And to hammer home that point, it is rookie of the year season. MVP odds have been up for a while, but rookie of the year markets are starting to trickle, trickle. Fan, Our friends at FanDuel have them up. The offshore space is a little light right now. It's really just Bovada and BetOnline that has them. I haven't seen it much other places. I know there are a few paper heads that have it, but... Uh, yeah, a lot of LOL in these, I guess. Like Kenny Pickett, is that a is that a viable bet that someone's going to make at six to one just because he's a quarterback? I guess I'm not even super sure that they're, you know, they're in a spot where they need to start him. It's like, uh, do they think they're going to be competitive with him? Uh, I'm not sure how smart this uh, this front office is if they'll say like, well, you know, we have the Browns, we have the, you know, with Watson possibly suspended, who knows? The Bengals were in the Super Bowl. The Ravens are good. They were just hurt. Like, do we just punt on these seasons and see what we have with Kenny Pickett? Probably the move. But if he doesn't start all the games, I don't know, six to one is a look. And I really, I really struggle to see some of these top players in the market do all that well. Like Drake London's going to Atlanta. Atlanta's going to be bad. You know, it's it's hard for a rookie who's a quarterback can do it quarterback can put up counting stats and look really good and lose a bunch of games because the defense stinks and the rest of the team isn't good. Win six games, win rookie of the year. Go look at uh, our guy down in San Diego slash LA. That happens. But man, a a wide receiver on a bad team is tough. Look, I mean, you have to have a good run like we had last year with uh, Chase. So Drake, London's out for me. Burks, Olave are good looks, I think. I bet some Olave at 12. Just because I don't mind the quarterback situation in New Orleans, and they have a middle of the road schedule, I think he probably ended up in one of the best spots, as far as uh, a first round, a first round wide receiver paired with a decent quarterback. But some of these other, I mean, just going back and looking, I made a little chart even trying to price some of this stuff out, and it's it's awful rough where some of these guys did land. Just going back to the wide receivers, I mean, you end up on, like, the Jets. It's not going to be – it's not good for anybody i clear this. And just It's going to be
0: fun because there is, there is only Pickett, right? He's the only quarterback that looks like he has a shot at, at, at playing a lot this year, right?
1: Yeah, the rest of the quarterbacks, I don't know. Maybe Carolina will see, like, what, the, what that situation has is out. But that might be a bad team that doesn't have a chance to get him – Looking all that good. So, like, yeah, London's at the Jets. Wilson's or London's at the Falcons, L- Wilson at the Jets, Dotson's with you know Wince and the Commanders. Wandale Robinson was probably a reach anyway, and he's in the Giants. So like Alave, Williams, Burks, Watson, Mechie. Those are the ones I kind of focused in on. Williams hurt. Yeah. He's gonna miss part of the season. He might be the best one long term, but he uh he's hurt. You could just wait and, and take him later. Yeah, it might it might be a case of like mid-season. He comes in, he's looking good. You can take him, but for my money, I bet Olave at 12, and I took a little flyer on Mechie at 60. He was hurt too. He got hurt in the SEC title game. Different injury. He's supposed to be ready for team activities come this summer. Like He should be good to go. He's a lot further down the board, and it was one of those two where – I say, hey, you can't be on a bad team. Uh, I guess like it ha- it would have to be a special season at a big number. And <laughs> I like Davis Mills. He's playing for the Texans. And you know what? Their best player is a wide receiver. And despite getting focused on, he had a 1,000-yard season. Uh, I think Mechie can do it in that, that offense, added another piece to the line. They're going to have a really nice left side of that offensive line. Davis Mills isn't bad and like mechie is a stud in the slot he could be a i think he's going to be one of those where he doesn't have like 1200 yards but it's like 914 touchdowns so he just turns into a red zone monster for him to win this so kind of a long shot on mechie i i don't love that it's a really really shitty team but it's a really really shitty team that's going to be throwing the ball a lot he can just end up with again one of those outlier counting stat seasons if uh I mean, Cooks Cooks could take some of the pressure off him too. So, I'm seeing some quarterback talk. Yeah, like Howell. How do you How do you bet on Howell? Like, how do you bet on? Uh,
0: even well, That's better. why it's so fun. It's when's the last time offensive rookie of the year was this open? Usually, this pops up and it's like two or three quarterbacks at the top. It's maybe one quarterback at like plus one fifty, another quarterback at plus two fifty, and no one else has a chance. I mean, last year we still had a bunch of quarterbacks at the top of the board. It was interesting, obviously, at the end, but. Yeah, this I mean is, you're right. It's, fun.
1: it's usually just like the top three quarterbacks, and then a bunch of other people. Right. And I mean, last year a lot of them fell off quick. as it realized like, oh, they're not going to play, or in Zach Wilson's case, like he's not going to play well. And actually, he missed time too. So it's it's really 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 tough for me to recommend betting any of these quarterbacks. Like if Pickett plays 16 games, they win 10, and he looks okay. He might just go chalk here, but Ritter, I don't know what Atlanta's plan is for him, and I don't think he's that good. Willis to Tennessee, finds the bench. Matt Corral isn't good, and he's in Carolina. He might start. <laughs> think Bailey Zappy. If you, if you want to take a wild long shot, it's just not good. Zappy's price can't be great. I, I wouldn't suppose. 100 to 1. If I, was no, going I don't back, know what you're talking about. If you made me bet a quarterback, I would bet Bailey Zappi. Western Kentucky, wild ass offense, lots of points, really fun, fast paced offense going to 10, going to New England, where Mac Jones was okay, but the fact that they drafted a quarterback <laughs> makes me wonder. And I wouldn't be surprised if we had a quarterback competition in camp. So big armed young kid, like hundred to one. That's if I'm betting a quarterback.
0: That's the only oh number. yeah for that number what the heck i was All disappointed right, Blake willis's number right wasn't now. a little higher that would have been a fun bet
1: i don't yeah i don't understand why his number is where it is like i don't see him
0: dak playing. prescott concerns kind of thing is is it maybe that they're just never going to give a quarterback that big of a number if he does kind of have a clear path yeah i, I don't know i i suppose but
1: I'm, I'm just again i i'm just not super sure he plays at all. I don't know. He, I can see him not playing at all. And then the rest of the quarterbacks, like we're not betting Sam Howell at whatever price he is a fifth rounder to Washington at that price is hilarious. So we'll leave that be. And, uh, yeah, the Heineke thing. uh, He says, someone says, Dave says, I think the Heineke thing thing ran its course. If he wants loses job or goes down early, it's probably Howell. Mm. We'll see. It could get, uh, it could get ugly there in Washington, but Howell's not good either. I'll I'll, I'll stand on that. Uh, I'll stand <laughs> over that trapdoor. door. I'm fine with. And uh, yeah, he's fifty to one at Fanduel. If you if you really want to bet fi- a Howell, don't bet him at fourteen to one. That's silliness. That's the How uh, was How was the NBA action? I feel like yesterday's good. game was pretty, pretty, pretty good.
0: That was fun. Especially- Especially as somebody who happened about the Warriors minus one and a half games just before the series started. Um, yeah. Hopefully you, you pulled that off. If you did, open up a middle. I did this this morning. I grabbed the Grizzlies plus two and a half games, minus two minus one ten. So I basically have a risk-free ticket for the Warriors to win in six. We'll see how that goes. Okay. So it should be pretty fun. But the quality of basketball was spectacular. I mean, say what you will about some of the calls and, and things like that and, and the officiating. Put all that aside. It was unbelievable basketball. Up and down the floor, a lot of creative responses. That was honestly the fun part. Both teams, the Grizzlies and the Warriors, came out in the second half yesterday and made adjustments. They started changing things. It's really fun to watch kind of that live-action chess match. I mean, the Bucks game – you know what? That's awesome. Fuck Boston. Let's go. Let's go, Milwaukee. All the Milwaukee futures that I thought were dead, maybe you're still alive. We just have to get through this series, but we'll see. I mean, it's the the level of basketball has been super high. If, if there's anybody that's, that's watching these games saying they're not enjoying them, they're nuts, it's been spectacular. They're out of their gourd.
1: Oh, I've, 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 I've loved everything. Who plays tonight? That's the kind of spot I'm in where I just never know who's playing
0: so got two maybe games I'll, I'll, I'll
1: get to it now that we're in, we're like fully into the round now. The, <laughs> the Minnesota series going late and screwing things up, kind of goofed with it. But now that now that we're actually, now in you and can Memphis, focus. In
0: so you there. get your daughter watching some good basketball. Oh, that
1: the Memphis series was fun. It's just not fun if you had like it hopes was. that the Timberwolves were going to move on. That was my joke I made in the NBA chat, and I'm going to reuse <laughs> it here because I liked it. It was what were did Memphis just assume that a team would hand them the fourth quarter again? Were they just so accustomed to it? Because uh, that was a, I mean, that fourth quarter was electric. Uh, Anybody winning that game would have obviously been less than surprising. So really, really nice for Golden State backers to get that one.
0: Yeah, two games tonight. My Philadelphia 76ers, I believe without Joel Embiid, who it seems for some reason they're going to try to make play with a broken eyeball socket which just doesn't seem like the best idea. But it looks like no Joel Embiid tonight. The Sixers will be visiting Miami. Miami's laying seven and a half points. The totals right around 208 and a half. Those numbers came up pretty close to what I had. Thought about maybe getting an over. Um, without Embiid, obviously, the Sixers' defense is going to be much worse. with Harden with the ball in his hands and Maxi. I'm curious to see if they try to push the pace. And, you know, we'll see. Maybe that Tyler Hero fellow is a little jacked up because maybe he'll get an award before the game starts. Oh, we'll see. Good. But the other game. The Phoenix Suns-Dallas Mavericks series starts tonight, and I've got a bet in the game and actually the series here. I love this spot for the Suns. I think that this is a little bit of an overreaction to, A, the Mavericks beating a Jazz team that just beat themselves. We see this season in and season out. I think that series is more about the Jazz losing than the Mavericks overcoming a couple games without Luka. And you look at the Suns series, you go back. It's just a strange series. I mean, Devin Booker gets hurt during the middle. He comes back. You layer on top of that. a Kind of a tough matchup now that we start to look at it. Phoenix is vulnerable inside, and we saw the Pelicans take advantage of that. The Mavericks are not going to do that. There is not a big man on this team that is really going to attack the boards and take advantage of DeAndre Ayton's less-than-great defense. They're going to have guys in Jay Crowder and Michael Bridges that could do as good of a job as anybody can, guard Luka Doncic. There's going to be some spots to hide Chris Paul and Devin Booker on defense. It just looks like a really nice matchup for the Suns in a game that I have closer to 7-7.5. Seven, seven I'm happy to lay the 5.5 tonight, and I'm going to lay the minus 1.5 games. I think the Suns take care of business here in 6, maybe even quicker than that. Um, poke around; the price is starting to float out on that a little bit. There's still some minus 120s left. Our sponsor has a minus 120, but don't play that anything minus 130 or deeper. It's starting to slide out a little bit, but it should be a great series for the Suns. I'm sure I'll be back backing them quite a bit. But again, I think we get a chance here to buy low off a little bit of an overreaction to what we saw in round one.
1: Yeah, I'm fine with that. I like this one a lot. I have a. I went and looked at my pending bets. Kind of contradictory, I guess. As far as they both can't win, but it would be nice if the favorites were to win these series, because I have the Warriors to win the West. Drew talked me into hedging out with a little of that when the Suns started to get injured. Then I have a Suns-Heat-Exacta finals matchup at plus 11.50 which is a better number than what you can get right now, so I'm feeling okay with that. So I will be cheering for chalk tonight as we go, at least get them to... It is on a sports book that offers a cash-out odds, too, so they've already offered me more than I've bet, which is not something I'm ever going to do, but it's interesting to see that they're scared at this point. They're running scared, Alex. So this uh, this is probably the finals matchup, even as well as maybe uh, the Celtics losing a game will kind of temper some of the you know, Celtics are just going to run through the East talk. I don't know. That was a weird first series, I guess. Like Celtics are, don't don't get us wrong. Celtics are very, very good. But that Nets team was like a limp fish in the first round. Maybe this is the best thing for Boston too, is to actually get punched in the mouth a little because they did. It not. does help. Like that first game was good. And then the rest sucked. Like it, it's, I, getting punched I, is good.
0: Yeah, I guess what would concern me is the longer the series goes, the more likely Middleton plays. And yeah. it's not like Boston was bad yesterday. Tatum had a poor start to the game. They had a little bit of the Marcus Smart nonsense, but – Overall, they got a really good game out of Al Horford. Maybe Jalen Brown could have played a little bit better. I thought Robert Williams had a nice game. I mean, he was doing a lot of good stuff, and Milwaukee just kept having answers. And again, maybe Milwaukee won't shoot like that from three, and Udoka has shown that he can make some adjustments. So like he said, we'll see. I mean, the only good way to know if a fighter's any good is to see what happens when he gets punched in the face. And They sure got one in the jaw, and we'll see how they come back.
1: I'm down. I'm down for that. I would like to see that series just go deep. That's just going to be a good series if we end up getting six games. But like you said, not good for Boston if Middleton comes back and is healthy. Uh, In golf, I had a nice golf week. My matchups were looking okay. And then I had, and again, these are the things you need to write down for the next time you get a bad beat or uh, an ugly loss. I had a 12-stroke swing on uh, a matchup on a Sunday. So I believe Finao shot eight under and Reed shot four over on Sunday. I think that was the final numbers. Either way, Finau yeah, Fina was down by two strokes heading into the weekend, heading into Sunday, and then won that matchup by 10 strokes. Which uh, that's one of those was the the final the final score is probably not indicative of how the golf was played. But that's what I was waiting for from Tony was to just sink some damn butts. Tony Fino was playing really, really well and then just couldn't make butts, missing five footers left and right. And Alex, you've looped enough to know you're not gonna put up a good score if he can't putt. Like the guy can get on every green and two if he's three putting. Shit ain't gonna work out. That's what Tony was doing, and Reed imploding a little didn't hurt either. But I mean, Reed could have shot, Reed could have shot, uh, you know, a, a decent score on Sunday, and Finau's Sunday still would have overtaken him. Although I did have some woodland over Reed too, and I needed, I needed that implosion to get me there. So five and two on my on my full tournament matchups, uh, which was nice. And then my joke bet that I put in the golf chat was again the night that you bet the Mavs. And it was two two, and nobody could make a case against John Rom, but nobody could say I want to bet him at four and a half to one. So I put the Mavericks Mavericks to win the series at minus one thirty. It was a bad price because it was Bovada with John Rom. So I had a John Rom like nine and a half to one ticket. Small, but again, it was nice to watch him come through and get a little extra cheddar. So good job on the golf by me, I guess. We're on to actual good tournaments, three in a row. Uh, The Wells Fargo, the Byron Nelson, and then the PGA Championship. So a good three-week stretch. Not a ton of top names here. And I think the case is that this is in Maryland. And the PGA Championship is in Tulsa. They're not that close. Next week, the tournament's like 200 miles away from Tulsa. So I think people are probably just taking this week off and saying, you know what, let's do a tune-up. A lot closer to Southern Hills instead of playing this weird tournament that they're going to put in Maryland rather than normally this is played at quail hollow. But quail hollow will be hosting the President's Cup and double hosting duty in one year is tough, so they have opted to play this at TPC Potomac which is maybe one of the toughest damn courses that you can put it on. This is going to play like a U.S. Open if the weather and some of the conditions don't cooperate, I suppose. like This is a hard-ass course. Maybe that's another reason that some of these players decided to not go mess with their psyche by getting blown up at Potomac. But Rory's here. Finau is back after his nice performance. Fitzpatrick, Connors, Tyrell Hatton, Answer Woodland, Leishman, Breed. uh, You can see Paul Casey, maybe a withdrawal. I'm not sure if he's injured still. He's in the field as of now, but uh, I haven't put any bets together yet. A lot of this will be a little bit of motivation as well, but I mean, I'm probably going to bet Henley if he's 37 to one. He's a guy that fits here too. And even though I did fade Patrick Reed last week, this is a course that he would play well at. So Reed and Henley are kind of my first looks. If you guys have anything, drop them in the YouTube comments or uh, tune in tomorrow. Me, Jeff Feinberg, and Noonan will go over some betting stuff right away at 10 in the morning.
0: Beautiful. I love it. That's it's pretty good. We'll have an actual golf tournament this week that maybe you don't make fun of every day.
1: Well, like the Mexican course was weird. And honestly, it didn't get beat up as bad as I thought. Some players struggled, but this is this is going to be a big step up for them. And congrats again to John Rom, who is now your third winningest Spaniard of all time.
0: Winningest. Who is the winningest Spaniard of all time? Uh Sergio. I guess so. It would be Sergio. I was trying to think if there was anybody ahead of him.
1: Sevy, Sevi has a couple more I was wins, say but say Sevi, that's
0: what I was trying to think of Sevi ahead
1: Sevi is like two ahead, but I mean he had a full career already. So I think Rom will pass Sevi and probably, but I mean Sergio's still playing. So congrats to him. And speaking of Spain, where the rain falls mainly on the plane, we have a prop prop life today
0: look at you are we laddering We're prop we got a we got a total we got a spread we got a a little bit of a, a first set total, which I know we rarely do here, but tennis continues in Madrid. Still have our one out right left. Amana Anasimova pocket aces continues to roll on, but yes. four matches tomorrow. They're still playing right now. Nothing stuck out to me today. I wouldn't call you crazy if you wanted to back Boozkova for a little midday tennis action. Anasimova does play um, this afternoon as well, and I did bet her, but on a number that's that's long gone so maybe toss her in a parlay if you're looking for some action or something like that but a couple bets I actually do like that will be tomorrow again they're playing in Madrid so these will be at 6 a.m in the morning eastern time or later again we won't know until probably later tonight when these actually are but could be early in the morning probably some breakfast tennis for everybody and we're going to take an Andreescu Pagula over and a first set over so you'll see the second bet there over 22 games it's 21 and a half to about everywhere feel free to lay that if you'd like but in these situations i like selling up the half game trying to get something to plus money this is a bigger tournament so you can do that bookmaker let you do that bovada let you do that our sponsor i believe has a total of 22 that they offer um so you can look a few places for that and then first sets this is available a lot of places Everyone has first set money lines. I'd say about half of all books have first set totals. Look for over nine and a half games here. I thought about maybe playing over 10 and a half, over 12 and a half, which basically is a tiebreaker or a 7-5 set. It just, this was, this match is going to be a battle. These are two women that feature long sets that have solid enough serves but also good enough on the return game to kind of keep sets and really stretch things out here. I'm just expecting this match to be a war. I thought about this the over two and a half sets, but just kind of like this angle a little bit better. And I'll grab the first set over here and I'll probably live bet the second set over whenever this match starts. And then Emma Raducanu um, continues to play better and better. This is, I think, her second tournament ever in the WTA on clay, at the WTA level on clay courts. Uh, which is kind of hard to believe, but has adapted really well to the surface. Her all-around game is looked pretty good, and she goes against Helena Colonina who is getting a ton of credit for smoking Garbina Muguru's in her last match. Beat her, I think, 6-3, 6-1, something like that. And Oftentimes, off a win like that, you'll see the market overreact just a touch, and I think it's a downspot also for the player. Garbina Muguruza is one of the greatest tennis players ever in the WTA. She has several grand slams. She's someone that is a favorite in every tournament she enters and is looked up to by most of these women. So I think we're going to have a little bit of a downspot for Kalanina there, not only personally for her after one of the bigger wins um, in her career over, you know, probably one of the best opponents she's ever beaten. Coming in here, we get... That we get a little bit of an over adjustment to the market, and again, it's hard to figure out how to price a Radu Cano. I mean, there is not a lot of clay experience here, and when you have uncertainty and stuff like that, that's where you can tend to find a little value. So, I'll lay the two and a half games there. I think if she wins that match, it's fairly comfortable. Thought about maybe going out to minus three, but just didn't love the price I found there. So, minus two and a half, minus three, if you want to sell the half game, that's fine too. A total, a set total, and a spread for us early tomorrow morning while Andy's eating his breakfast.
1: I don't usually eat breakfast. You know the only time I eat breakfast snoops is when I go to the bar. Maybe I mean are you telling me I eat a bowl of
0: cereal? Not sweeties, some, some cornflakes. No,
1: I mean I'm busy yeah. getting uh getting the kids out the door and I just I have coffee. <laughs> I usually just have a big lunch, so. But I mean the only time if if I've ever eaten breakfast, you've probably seen a picture of it because I take a picture of my steak and eggs and my beer. Well, we did have
0: brown bag benedict, on. benedict bets once. I forget what the holiday it was for, but we both had It a was the Ryder Cup. is that what it was
1: because i bet europe i was a benedict arnold so i had eggs benedict that day
0: oh that's that's
1: yes that was like the only i I changed my order i forgot that's
0: how we got to that
1: i changed my order just for the content not that i don't love eggs benedict and if you are in las vegas one final tip hit hit up tableau at the win for their eggs benedict trio they do three different kinds of meats and one of them is bacon like what do you call that like fat back, like the real thick side of bacon stuff. I can't think of it. I'm gonna have to look at that menu now. I might go to Vegas this weekend just to get those eggs.
0: Um, I'm and with that, Matt. go-go guy. So if you downtown. That's and you're near too. the plaza. Hit
1: a, hit up the plaza. Avoid the McDonald's. Go to the hash house. Uh, Matt from uh, Spurts, Matt Rooney. He's on the show sometimes. He wanted a uh, a prediction for the Wild game.
0: Oh, cool. the Minnesota Wild. I thought I just meant something outlandish you wanted to predict.
1: Maybe I could do that too. Um, You know what? Wild under six and a half. I think that totals a bit high. Don't take this. This is not betting advice. I don't bet hockey. Somebody can tell me why I'm stupid there. And uh, yeah, with that, we'll catch you tomorrow. Hit the thumbs up on your way out the door. We'll see you then.